I think at this point we're up to like 12,000 people read that piece, which is satisfying. Wow. It's not a, it's not a viral sensation. It didn't, it, it was really kind of super popular in the Peloton community. And I think sure. some other, other people were like, what, you know, <laughs> who is she, you know, but among the people who were already kind of converts, I think people were like, I mean, I got a lot of really nice notes from people on Facebook of like, the, this is exactly how I feel. This has been so helpful to me. Thank you for writing this. It summed up how I felt. You know, then I'm getting that feedback and that helps me in my little, in my little hole that I'm in, you know, totally. Absolutely. Never go Absolutely. it's <laughs> nice to be in community with those people, you know, and, and to hear that something I worked hard on, if, even if only for a couple of days, you know, resonated with people that, that helps, that helps. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 154. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Ah. I was questioning myself. I was like, is it 154? Oh, I thought you were like, are you Tom O'Keefe? No, I knew you were Tom I O'Keefe. I was suddenly having an existential crisis. <laughs> Am I not Tom O'Keefe? You are Tom O'Keefe. What would that mean? I just wasn't sure about the episode. Gotcha. Well, if we get it wrong, I have no doubt people will correct us. <laughs> oh, goodness. So it's been a fun week. It's been a real fun week. Should I tell people about my new gig? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. I get to run a morgue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So it's good times. Very good times. You know what? I have a job. Right, so I'm we not both have jobs, and and neither of us is sick. Yeah, yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you working in a morgue dealing with COVID is not not decreasing our chances. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not anywhere near the the bodies. The I know stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't mean to be I don't mean to be crass or anything about it, guys. It's it's a hugely serious thing, and uh, it's super upsetting. But oh my god, if we don't laugh, I don't know what we're gonna right. do. Like yeah. I will just start crying if I think too hard about it. And uh, it's already been that kind of day, so we're gonna laugh. Damn it! Right. <laughs> but yeah, where I work's owned by a county municipality, a very a very large one, and uh, part of the thing to keep us busy since there's not a lot. Going Going on in the world of concerts right now is uh, they were like, hey, why don't you go take over the St. Louis Regional Dignified Transfer Center? So uh, the whole staff arena staff is is taking turns as site supervisors out there. So so for uh, the time being, that's your new gig. That's what I do. What, two, two to three, two to three days a week. Two to three days a week. I uh, yeah. And I, uh, just just to add to the fun, it's overnight. It's overnight. <laughs> I get to do it midnight to eight. Just me and the National Guard. Good times. So <laughs> it's uh, not. And honestly, it's not very demanding. But they need to they need to have someone there. So yeah. you know what? It's my little part to help out. That's and right. It, it keeps uh, keeps me gainfully employed uh, in an industry that is quickly shedding people at the moment so uh i'll take it i just thought absolutely it's an interesting turn of events that it is we sometimes peel back the curtain and let people know what we got going on yep so good times yeah so back to more uh real good times what do you got in store for people well you guys there's just a lot of news and there i think is. i think do you want me to tease all these things i mean they'll see it in the show notes too i mean you guys oliver lee is gone i mean the, the rumor started 
a few days ago, and I knew that it was true pretty quick, but but it's official, official today. We will dig into that a little bit. Yeah, we've got a very exciting new feature to talk all about and uh, talk about Peloton breaking some records. We've got some details on what's coming up this weekend because... It was supposed to be homecoming, and now it's still kind of homecoming, but we're already home, so it's like home for homecoming, (laughs) Um, or we're stronger together, or we all are together. I don't know. I can't remember what they're calling it now. It's something new, but um, we're going to talk about that, and uh, we've got all kinds of stuff going on with the instructors that you guys are going to hear about, so we also have a couple of uh, celebrity sightings that we will check into as well. Awesome. Well, uh, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You could also leave a review for us. Uh, we have a new review. Yes. <laughs> you're very I mean, assuming it. it's good. Yeah. I was going into it positive. I so. skipped the bad one. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. That's, you, you just know. pre-screen. Thanks. Yes, totally. I don't need that negativity in my life. Luckily, there's not many. Right. That, so, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. Totally skip them. Good. <laughs> so this is from... Gracie Lou. All right. Great podcast for the Peloton community. Love listening to you guys. You provide great information and you do it with humor. That's uh you're the information. <laughs> and I'm the humor. I think that's what she's saying. Is that what Gracie uh, yeah, Lou was saying? I think it is. Uh thanks for keeping it light and fun. See you on the leaderboard. Crazy Gracie. Love the leaderboard name, Gracie. Say goodnight, Gracie. Thank you so much for leaving the very kind review. That's a pop culture reference that Oh, I just was going to move on. It's ridiculously old. She it? probably knows. With a name like Gracie, she probably gets it. I think Gracie's but, made a, a rebound. But Say Goodnight, Gracie was from the George Burns television that show is from an, the 50s. That is an older reference yes. there. When you say the word George Burns, that means you're going back in time yeah. quite a ways. He had a comeback in the <laughs> 70s. Yeah. Right? Like that's, that dude was old. From the day I was born. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got to see him perform live twice. That's amazing. It was the exact same set word for word. But I'm like, the guy was literally, I think the second time I saw him, he was literally like 98 years old. Yeah, so you're going to give him a pass. So I'm good with that. Totally. That's fair. I would have watched him. Yeah. So uh, also, shameless plugs, uh, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. We've had lots of people joining the group this week. A major influx of people. I don't know where you guys are coming from, but I love it. But hello and welcome. And, uh, of course, you can get the Clipout newsletter sent directly to your inbox so you never miss show notes or videos or articles, all that sort of stuff. Sign up for that at our brand new fancy website, theclipout.com. So there's all of that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. It's time for news of the Paladin. So breaking news. Yeah. Uh... Oliver Lee is no longer affiliated with Peloton. Uh, that is correct. And there have been all sorts of crazy rumors. Yeah. Uh, that just surfaced. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the right words for um, this. Uh, <laughs> you know it's bad when I'm speechless. I, uh... So, we recorded this already, and we're re-recording this because... It has come to light. It has come to light that this was not for no reason. And uh, I want to point out that Peloton not only parted ways with Oliver, but immediately took down all of his content and and went so far as to remove him from the cardio cover 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to point that out. And like, and not only did they remove him from it, like there was a period of time where it was just black. Yeah. There, there was, was. You just said cardio <laughs> and it was just black. There was no graphic <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't like, oh, we need to replace this. Hey, graphics team, make a new thing. And when you get it done, swap it out. They were like, take it down right now, right now. And then and, make the new thing. And so obviously for those of you who have been following along, that is. Very unusual, unprecedented, actually. To my knowledge, they have never gotten rid of a, an instructor and then turned around and immediately removed all content ever. Yeah, yeah I mean, the rides uh, might fall off over time as yes. as they as anybody's rides would, since they're no longer working there. They're not creating new content. So over time, you get less and less of that maybe particular instructor in the catalog. But we've never just seen a good old fashioned purge. So, well, it has come to light. There are rumors that I have seen. <laughs> oh, have you seen? I have seen that um, apparently there was inappropriate content being sent to Instagram followers. And allegedly that was unsolicited. And one would think that. That is true. I know that's alleged. And at this point, there's no real way to prove whether or not those sorts of things were unsolicited. But I would say that in today's world, sending things like that within the context of a relationship is not uncommon, especially in the age of a quarantine. Right. Yeah. Like like, um, like there are states like New York State in their, their health things were literally telling people like Try sexting. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, so (laughs) spend a little time apart. (laughs) Right. So like that's really not is the idea of someone sending a picture that was requested. Yeah. Is not as scandalous. No, no. I mean, I feel like within the confines of a relationship that both people are in agreement with. Hey, whatevs, you know, right. No judgment. So unsolicited takes it to an incredibly different place. Yeah. So my point being that. With the way they Peloton has reacted to this, that that makes yeah. me, makes me feel like it must have been unsolicited. Because if not, they're running the risk of having to get rid of probably every instructor employee that works there. At the very least, Peloton felt it was unsolicited. Correct, I think is and, correct. And I feel like it's also safe to say that there was no proof to the contrary. Right. So there you go. Yeah. That's a shame. It is a shame. What a nice guy. I mean, I'm not saying these actions were nice. Right. But literally like, not his best moment. Our, I mean, maybe it was. <laughs> our, our personal interactions with him would have led us to believe that he was would not send unsolicited. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, I, I had nothing but great interactions with him and I would have not suspected. Apparently. This. And uh, <laughs> and I, I feel sad that he would if this is true that he would um make such a really incredibly poor decision with such long-lasting effects yeah and while we are laughing and and being somewhat silly because i have a juvenile sense of humor <laughs> let's just put that on front street not sure it's i'm any not, better but at the same time it's not funny no you, because you know I mean? because if, if if you did not request those right that is not Something that you and especially from somebody that you respect and and are looking for instruction and advice. And in a I mean, he's in a position of of power, really. I mean, uh, 
unfortunately I don't I hesitate like, to say power because it's not like he's your it, your boss or something no. but but he's on a pedestal in a, in a way that just Joe Schmo is not that's that's what I'm trying right. to say I mean that's maybe that's not the best phrase yeah thank you for clearing that up but that is what I'm saying it's yeah it's not just a random person and he was right. using a platform that he built over time and through Peloton right which was incredibly inappropriate it, again if this is correct yeah, you know, we're just reporting what we have been told. Yeah. And and I just want to point out one other thing. We do not typically go into the personal lives of instructors Correct. to this degree. Uh, the only reason that we are is because uh, you guys are going to hear about it. It's out there. Right. Um, if I am in possession of it, the picture, I guarantee there are more people that are seeing this. Right. And uh, so it's kind of silly to not talk about the allegedness of it yeah and and also it th- this is due to the fact that it is allegedly unsolicited and that makes it different mm-hmm. than if there's a line that was crossed right like that's it, that's different than just if someone sent a picture to to someone they're in a relationship with and somehow it leaked out absolutely that yeah. would be I can't imagine a set of circumstances where I would feel that would be grounds for discussion. And this is different because that line right. was allegedly be, crossed. It would, if that was the situation, it would be neither grounds for discussion nor dismissal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just can't imagine a set of circumstances that Peloton would find out about a solicited, agreed upon picture right. and make these choices. So there you have it, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's a weird situation for us because we typically like we try to avoid the the more gossipy end of things, but this is a little different. Again, like I said, when it's unsolicited, that that goes beyond gossip. Yeah. So, um, and again, I guess we should say just to clarify, it is allegedly unsolicited, but all signs point to that's most likely what occurred. Yes, and and I hope that uh, all parties involved are. Mentally okay, healthy, and uh, if whoever received that picture and it was unsolicited, I hope they have talked to the appropriate people to be in an okay place. Right. I don't know what else to say. I don't either. It's an awkward situation. Yeah. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's. So in a regular week, this probably would have been our lead story i think it probably would have been which is uh the new hashtag feature that peloton is rolling out yes on the bike. and it or is and now officially out yeah so it started coming out yesterday it was like a early kind of an early warning thing yeah <laughs> and and early users kind of a not even a beta just early users people that signed up for homecoming they were getting it and i think is that how people were selected well, that's just kind of the general consensus i've I, seen zero proof of that other than that's just what people keep saying i think i can prove to you that that's what occurred did you get one too i got one well then yeah okay yeah. there you go because <laughs> you do nothing else i do nothing else <laughs> and i was just like why would they select me <laughs> well that was the thought that everybody who signed up for for homecoming got it and because of that anytime that you started a hashtag and somebody who had not gotten an invite latched onto your hashtag. It opened it up for them. Exactly. Yeah. 
So the feature opened up pretty quickly, but now it's officially, officially rolled out. Everybody got the email today, so it's it's officially done. So we should probably take this moment to say, please add the hashtag, the clip out. Yes, we <laughs> hope we make your top 10. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, we should really be on your top 10. Don't you think? It's like uh, it's like presets on a car radio. Remember those? And, I and, do. And every, all the radio stations, they want to be your, they called it your P1. They wanted to be the first button yeah. on your radio. Yeah, so. which I get that there's a lot of competition, you know. But when we have a clip out ride, I hope you move us to P1 for that ride or that run or that yoga class. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to meditate with people? Well, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I usually do that alone. I Got think, and, you know, yeah, that's kind of how meditation yeah. works. That seems fair. I don't really want a group. Yeah. I don't want to think about a group of people whenever I'm <laughs> meditating. Defeats the purpose of my Zen-like quality. Yes. But I think this is a, a really nifty little feature. I think it is, too. Although, I have already seen people complaining. Of course. Of it's course Peloton. they did. It's not Peloton if somebody's not complaining. It's not life if somebody's not complaining. Well, the interesting thing is I only saw the positives. And I'm a pretty negative person, so I always find that really weird whenever <laughs> I only see the positive. Yeah. Um, I had to point out the negatives you to you. You did have to point out the negatives quite the to role me. reversal. I mean, I'm like, this is going to be great because everybody can ride together and it's going to be awesome. And then Tom said... Well, what when, when people start using it for political purposes or if people start using it to complain about things Peloton or, or you know, bring back Oliver Lee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm Not really to put curious. Ideas in people's heads. Right, but right. I think that they're going to come up with that. It's already occurred to yeah, people, I'm totally, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Will Peloton censor those? If they don't censor those, what happens? Uh, is it a useful tool? People have been asking that. I think that the reason this was put out a week before homecoming is because it is in conjunction with other things happening this weekend that are being rolled out. That would make sense. And I also think that they're probably not going to censor it too terribly much. I mean, based on how the OPP rolls, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, like they're fairly hands off on the OPP, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes to their detriment. But I I also get that it's going to be a full time job trying to make 200,000 people be nice to each other. And (laughs) and so uh, like my guess is unless it's just flat out offensive or hateful, they're probably just going to let it happen. I agree. So. The other thing is, is that people are concerned about there are some people that have been concerned about like, okay, well, let's say I use this leaderboard tag, then can I not see the other people I follow? Um, Because like, like, let's say that you followed Run, Lift and Live, John Mills, and, and you were magically on this leaderboard that would you were exercising. Okay. And I was also on, but I was using the clip out. And then would we not see each other, even though we follow each other, would we not see each other because we're using two different hashtags? Gotcha. So that's the big kind of quote unquote concern. Right. But it seems like you see both because like you can you can change your leaderboard at any given moment to be like, I am now following the people who follow me. I want to see those or I want to see who's in my city or I want to see who's in my age group or I want to see who's following this hashtag. So you can flip back and forth. It's not static like you've chosen it for a ride and it can never change on that ride. It's. It can change. But that was the big, like, is this even helpful? Gotcha. But I think this is going to be great for, like, all those times when, like, somebody's celebrating a milestone. Totally. 
like if I ever get to a thousand, you know, everybody you could will. hop on and like we could have a ride and be like Crystal's one thousand or like Tom, if you ever took a ride, <laughs> just so you know, they're crowdsourcing hashtags for you to to pressure you to ride. <laughs> but how will that pressure me? I'd never see them. Yeah, we have ways, and uh, <laughs> and then um. You know, so like that'll be real. That's really fun. And that's kind of where I think this all kind of originated was all these people used to do all these big celebration rides right. and stuff like that. And we all would gather together. I don't think it happens as much anymore. Yeah. Um, big groups. Right. Like it used to be everybody would ride those rides. Well, I think that it probably still happens. It's just the definition of a big group. Yes. It, that that hurdles a lot higher to clear now. There's a lot more splinters out right. there. Absolutely. Totally. So I think it's I think it's great. And it's kind of fascinating to see all the different groups and how they're growing and in which order they grow. Yeah. Which I don't know if you want to get into today or not, but it's fascinating. Sure, if you have some information, let's let that's that's interesting. So what are some of the ones that are, are really taken off? So interestingly, Peloton Moms is the top contender at the moment. Okay. Fourteen thousand seven hundred and seventeen Peloton Moms. Okay. Uh, then we have next the Boo Crew, 12,925. And for you, Tom, because you don't know, that's Cody Rigsby's okay. group. Uh, then we have the... I thought there were a lot of fans of Casper the Friendly Ghost. I thought that's <laughs> unusual. Peloton really likes Casper. Right. Uh, and then we have uh, the Peloton featured tag, Together We Go Far. Okay. And that one is at 12,316. And then we do a really big drop... Uh, the next one is Power Zone Pack at eighty seven eighty four, and then Swexy AF at seventy three seventy four, and then another pretty big drop down to one Peloton uh, six thousand ten, and then Sweat with Swagger forty four sixty six. So should I keep going? Um, if there's anything interesting, or do you want to just scan for something that's interesting or unusual or unexpected? Well, there's a lot of weird ones in here. Right. Uh, well, I say weird. I just don't know what some of them mean. Sure. You know, like I, <laughs> that's why they're weird. They're unfamiliar. Right. I'm not picking on anybody's specific hashtag. I find it interesting that the more generic Peloton inclusive hashtags are not included. I, I find that fascinating because it's more about separating yourselves into these tribes. Like there's so many of the tribes that are are used here. Right. But I think that these these tribes are going to be what comes up this weekend with this new feature they're talking about. And I think it's going to be that whole community thing and how you're going to be able to go in a waiting room and I'll start together. And I think this links to that. Gotcha. So you, you think that maybe you have a... Uh... A hashtag for whatever your special ride or run is, and then you use that to kind of congregate. Maybe I think I think it's going to have something to do with it. I don't know if that's how it's going to look or not. That's just my prediction is that it's linked in some way. Peloton Digital is not representing. They only have four hundred and forty-seven members. That's interesting. Yeah, it is because I know there's a huge amount of Peloton Digitals digital users. <laughs> so that's kind of fascinating. I wonder if. Does it work the same within the app ecosystem? Like, is it maybe just not as enticing in that environment as it is on the bike? Well, I think a lot of times you might have the divide between like if you're an avid user, you're on all these things all the time. You're really connected in the groups and you really are a strong Peloton fan. And some of the digital users are like that. But a lot, I think there is a huge segment of digital users that are just like, 
it's an exercise program and I don't need Peloton specifically. And because of that, their numbers might look different than some of the other tribes because they're not they don't feel as strongly about the product. And because the only way that they would see it is if they got their email, they checked their email. So they like if you get on your bike, you see it right away. But if you if you use the app. I don't know how often people use the app. You know, if they're using it every couple days, it's going to delay things, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. I was just curious. Yeah. And those are all just guesses. There could be other reasons. So, uh, well, I just have to keep an eye on that. That's an interesting thing to, I don't know. know There's also a trending, which uh, we didn't get to because it's more just a snapshot in time. So we thought we'd start with just popular, but that's an interesting thing to maybe watch throughout the week to see what bubbles up and what doesn't. I completely agree. And also don't forget to use the hashtag the clip out the clip out so on a regular week this would have been <laughs> the top story of the week right it's a very busy week yeah uh peloton broke yet another attendance record yeah so there was a whole article written about well, there were a couple articles written about it this one was on cnbc and uh the the first class back that robin did that was on the bike had 20 like i think it was twenty three thousand people on it maybe it's twenty four thousand. And then after this article came out, there was a ride over the weekend, which had over 28,000 people on it. So, wow. like, even after this article broke the record, there was another <laughs> record broken over the weekend. It's crazy. I mean, people clearly miss these li- these live rides, even if they're from home, yeah. even if the sound isn't perfect. I think people it's kinda, don't care. I think it's kind of cool that they're doing them from home. I do, too. I, I mean, yeah, it's a little lo-fi, but it's to be expected and forgiven because of... The current situation, like this isn't what they're selling you long term. This is them making accommodations in unprecedented situation that nobody could plan for. I know. I think it's great. And yeah. it's a good example of, you know, stay home. Like it's it's yeah. a, it's a good example of that. It's a good example of their before they had even decided to do these classes at home. They were sending equipment home to the instructors to stay fit so that they're able to continue to do their job, not like stay fit or right. you're fired, um, but like so that they stay fit. And yeah. uh, I think that's great. I think everything that they are doing is awesome. So on a regular week, this would have been. A that's true. That's true. Week. So uh, this would have been homecoming weekend. <sighs> we would be in New York right what? now. Well, no, tomorrow. tomorrow we'd be leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm super sad about it because it's like besides Christmas, my favorite week of the year. So, yep. Life changes. I guess for me, it's Christmas and our anniversary. But go ahead and go with uh, Peloton. That's fine. What? I enjoy this weekend because it's with you and you know it. And we have a ton of fun. (laughs) And I'm also not in the mood for this. (laughs) So tread carefully. (laughs) I think we know I don't do any tread or bike. So back to what would have been homecoming. <laughs> yes. All kinds of details were released the other day. Uh, so here's here's what we know. I'm going to reverse the order a little bit. We know that there's going to be special features announced this weekend. Uh, we don't know what it is, but we know that they will be announced. Uh, rumor is that during later in the weekend when John Foley does his talk, which is one of the other big things we now know. That will be May 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We think that that's when the big announcements will be made. Rumors have been, have included, this will be the moment where we find out when the rower will be released. This will be the the moment where we hear all about the community features. uh, And that, well, I have another theory of what this talk will bring, and it's not a happy one, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. 
Um, and then there's going to be special rides all weekend. They're going to be uh, encore rides. They're bringing back some rides that have people have rated extremely highly. So those will be available this weekend. And then uh, when John Foley does his talk on Sunday, Jen Sherman will be there with him as well. Awesome. We should probably use this uh, time to talk about our Zoom call. We should. Week. That's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing Zoom calls just to kind of keep people talking and hanging out since we can't hang out in real life. And uh, we're going to do our Zoom call this week uh, following the John Foley call so we can all kind of talk about whatever the big announcements were. Right. So the Sunday event, again, is 3 p.m. Eastern. That's when John Foley will do his talk. Just to give him enough time and give everybody a moment to breathe, we're going to do it right after that with a little bit of a window. So we're going to do 5 p.m. Eastern time. So that'll be 4 p.m. Central. And we'll uh, create an event on our Clipout Facebook page. Yes. Facebook.com slash the Clipout. So we will create one of those and you can go and uh, RSVP to that just so you have a, a little digital reminder. Also, while we're on the note, we had so much participation this last week and it was so fun. But the one downside was there were so many people that we didn't get very far into a conversation. It was all about introductions. So we're going to completely scrap that. We're going to do a completely different thing. What we're going to do is have you guys all put in your information like in the chat box as soon as you get there. Uh, and then we're going to just jump right into conversation. So that way we're using the time to actually connect, which was which was our whole plan. Sorry, I didn't know how to pivot last week right. because it was like I didn't want to not include people like there were people that hadn't had a chance to say anything. And I yeah. felt bad. You didn't realize how many people were on the call. <laughs> and were... you were like 10 people in. And I'm like, there's like another 40 or 50 people. <laughs> and at that point, you don't want to be like, oh, everybody else doesn't get to introduce themselves. No interest for you. Yeah. And so and also like when there's that many people like the big personalities can kind of dominate and we don't want people to feel like it's the cool kids club and they don't get to talk. So we were trying to, you know, but these are getting larger and so we need to figure out new ways to kind of navigate these bigger crowds which is great but it, you know some growing pain so if you felt left out we do apologize absolutely and so this week we're going to keep it short and sweet from an intro standpoint you're just going to type it in and then we are going to jump right into completely dissecting everything that happens in john foley's talk that's going to be the focus this week uh, and we'll have some fun with that so look forward to seeing you there sunday 5 p.m eastern so in some uh, non-Peloton related news, but maybe Peloton adjacent, we talk about Tonal quite a bit. And Tonal has a new, newly redesigned app this week. Tom, it's beautiful. Is it? Yeah. It like shows everything that I could possibly want on the home screen. It shows how far I've come with like volume because right. every time you do a workout, it tells you. It's louder. <laughs> No, it tells you how many pounds you've lifted. Oh, that kind of volume. That kind of volume. Okay. And uh, so that is in the screen, but it also tells you like what program you've done and what your strength score is and how that has improved. So my strength score has improved 92% wow. since November. Isn't that insane? That's a lot. Oh my gosh. I was super impressed by that. I was, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I was going to say, so we should probably like if, you know, the clock is ticking, if you want to enter our tonal contest. Yeah. This is the last week. It is the last week. And we're going to like you have an entire week to enter. So you'll right. have from five, one to five, eight. But that's it. But that's it. This is this is week eight. And, and this is this is it. And so you can make them worth different points. And so this week I'm going to make the final question worth a hundred entries. Are you really? Yeah. Wow. So Ooh. how about that? See who stuck with it the whole time. Yes. Whoa. So uh, if you go to theclipout.com slash tonal, 
you can register right there. You can enter right there. They'll ask you a question. And it's relatively simple, and you can go either listen to a past podcast or look it up on their website. Uh, and then there's all sorts of different ways to enter to get extra entries, whether it's like going to their Facebook page or checking out Crystal on Instagram, all sorts of stuff like that to get you more chances to win. But this is your last, last chance. chance to win a tonal. And do not come to me and tell me that it's too hard. I'm happy to help you. <laughs> but y'all, if it's too hard, then you don't deserve the free thing. Like, come on. We try to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Like, I am happy to help anybody who's stuck. I get that they're, not everybody interprets the question in the way that it is intended. And, and I have no problem helping people with that. And sometimes it's been rough for me to create, because I plug in the, the different answers that will be allowed. And like one week it was in pounds and it was like... <laughs> LB, LBS, LBS period, pounds, P O N D. Yeah, it's like, it like so many. I had, to, I had to have like 15 different ways that you could theoretically answer the question and yeah. still be right. So uh, if you get stuck, reach out. Like, yeah. by all means, I will help you. But do not complain that it is too hard because because then it's just it. you don't want to work that hard yeah. for the free thing. And that's that's cool. That's on you. So anyway, uh, the clubbot.com slash tonal for your last chance to win a free tonal. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be so nervous to announce this. Like, oh, I mean, that's why I'm glad we got Gleam doing it for us. I know we're not drawing a name or picking it that does it all for us. Yes. It's out of our hands. So there's an article about Cody in QSR magazine. Do we know what that is? No. Okay. No clue. And it's not about the magazine. That's not why I did this. Like, I just did it for people to have context of what it was. I had so many people send this to me today, but they <laughs> sent me they sent me this uh, like images of it. And so I wanted people to be able to read about it. So I went to go find an article. So I, I have no idea what this is. It's some kind of food thing. Yeah, it's about Chipotle launches five new lifestyle bowls to help Americans Get back to fitness goals. And so what they did is they found all these wellness influencers to create a special bowl. And Cody Rigsby is one of them. How about that? It's so exciting. I mean, he was right in the kickoff. Like this was a brand new thing. The Cody Rigsby salad, super greens, lettuce, light brown rice, double chicken, fajita veggies, or if you prefer, vagina. <laughs> no, I don't prefer. You don't prefer vagina? Keep going. Okay. Fresh tomato salsa, tomatillo green. Tomatillo. Okay, that too. <laughs> green chili salsa and guac. It sounds really good. I would totally have that salad. You would. That sounds yummy. I, I am really hungry. I can't wait till we're done so I can go eat my dinner. We should work on <laughs> something like that, like for me to do something like this, but I'll do it with like uh canes chicken tenders see i think that that would that would kind of defeat the whole wellness portion because this was all about getting people to get back to their fitness goals i think when you want to have people go off the wagon that's where we pull you in that's where you do your magic fatness goals (laughs) i'm going to help you achieve your fatness goals i'll reach out to chipotle and see what i can do I thought it was really cool, though. No, like, that is very cool. And for one of one of the Peloton instructors to be in the very first thing that they do is awesome. And people have been raving about it all day. Thank you to everyone who brought this to my attention. I love that you guys send me this stuff, and it is awesome. And I'm still trying to figure out what QSR stands for. Okay, well, we're moving on. Okay. I think it's some sort of food industry magazine. That's literally what I said. Did it? Oh, sorry. I was still reading, trying to figure out what it was. Well, I think you just thought I meant like... 
like I was saying it was a food thing. Yeah. And so like you jumped into what Chipotle had done. And gotcha. I was like, I'm not going to correct him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while we're talking about Peloton and Peloton instructors appear in other places, a women's health magazine had uh, Tunde do an arms workout live. Yeah. So this was really cool. I think this was just last night. Um, and she did like, and she went on there and did an arms workout. I mean, I guess everybody's recognizing her for her amazing arms. Sure. So she got to do another one live and it was awesome. And then uh, endgadget.com uh, talks about supernatural VR workout app. So is that like a... It's a new workout and it's called Supernatural and it's only available on Oculus Quest. But what's fascinating is that you work out in your home, but you have these VR goggles on. Right. And then like in this particular one, there's like these bubbles that fly at you and you have to hit them. So you have to have like a six open space because like the balls are coming at you from all directions. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> the <laughs> spears are coming at you from all directions. And um, you have to hit them really hard. According to this article, like you can't just you can't just like move your arm to knock it. Like if you do, it'll just like and you make contact, it would just like knock it out of the way. Okay. But you actually have to break the ball. Knock yourself out, Tom. And uh, and that's when you actually get points for it. But because you're you're exerting so much energy, that's where you're actually getting this workout because you're actually going, you know, you're using a lot of power behind each of your moves. So it's a pretty intense workout. So they were talking about how this is like such a great way to freshen up your at home workout. And I just thought how funny because there's so many options for your at home workout right, right. now. And then I can't help but wonder, like, when is Peloton going to get in the VR game? Right. Because that that would be really cool. Like you were riding and then like you could see. Now, I don't think that's going to work with the running so much. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it does. But, um, but the riding, that would be really cool to build a ride in neat places. Because this woman was talking, the woman who wrote it, she was talking about how great the backgrounds were. That like she felt like she was really in these places because yeah. that's what the VR does. And uh, she made it sound like a really cool experience. So I was intrigued i thought it was an interesting spin on an at-home workout and i also can't help but wonder like i said when when are we going to start seeing the pelotons of the world get into this yeah absolutely when i saw it was like a supernatural thing i thought it was like instructors who were dead it was gonna be like jack lalane and vic tanny oh coming back to that's an interesting <laughs> take on it i feel like you're bringing back the boo crew reference earlier <laughs> <laughs> So how's uh, Fight Camp training? Oh my you? god, that's so much fun! I uh, actually did a short workout this morning um, because all you need is a short workout with that thing. And the cardio is just insane. It's such a you just use every single muscle in your body, and uh, I love it. I just can't help how much I love it. It's just so fun to. I feel so accomplished when I'm done. You know? Yeah. It's just like I feel like I really just beat something up. And that's good. That is good. Because then it's not you. Right. <laughs> I'm not abusive. She's not abusive. <laughs> but I know it, 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 some, there are times when you get you just want to hit something and now you have something that's appropriate for you to hit. Yes. But it's also such a great workout. I just can't believe how how strong my core is getting from yeah. doing the workouts between that and, and using tonal to supplement with the strength. It's like. Man, my core is going to be so much stronger in a few months. It's going to be crazy. Awesome. So uh, are you still doing the what was it, pathway to progress? What was it called? 
<laughs> the prospect path. Yes, I go. am. Uh, and so part of what you do in the prospect path is you get to know each of the instructors. They have a video. Uh, so you watch a video and then that introduces them. And then you actually do an exercise video with them. Like you do one of their classes right after that. So it's been a really great way to get to know the instructors. And so I'm still winding my way through that. Gotcha. That's way better than my name. Pathway to progress. That sounds like a religious literature they hand you at the airport. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the prospect path better. Much better. Much better. That's why they have they name them and I don't. That's true. Yeah. So uh, if you'd like to check out Fight Camp, you can do that by going to joinfightcamp.com. And if you do buy one, don't forget to tell them that you found out about it at the clip out at the end of your purchase. There's a survey. That would be very nice of you. It would. So Alex Toussaint was mentioned in uh, militaryfamilies.com. He was. It was a great article that gave so much background on Alex. You know, I feel like Alex is one of the instructors we don't know a ton about. We've never been lucky enough to interview him. I don't know of a time he's been on a podcast in general. So it's not like you can just go and find out tons about him. Right. And uh, he's not super like, what's the word? He doesn't go on and on about himself on social media. Right. I'm not saying that he doesn't. he's not present on social media, but yeah. he doesn't say a lot of personal things like this is what I'm doing today. Right. You know, like he doesn't narrate his own life. Yeah. Some people share in different ways. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, And he's more of a he will talk about things that are super important to him, like his dad and and things that remind him of other things that happened in his life. And then he brings it all kind of together in a really nice package of this is what it meant to me. So that's how he chooses to share. This particular article talks about his background and like when he started and where he started and and that he used to be a janitor at a spin studio and then started teaching and then like then came to Peloton and ended up like, I mean, just like that rot. And it happened yeah. over like three years. Wow. Just like, boom. He wasn't it, just crazy. And he he went to military school. And so. He went to military school in Missouri, so we have that link okay. to Alex Toussaint. And um, I don't want to ruin it because I, I really want you guys to read this article. It's a great way to get to know him, but it's, uh, it's a really great article to read. Awesome. And if you want to link to that article, the easiest way to do that is sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. Yes. It'll come right to you every Sunday at some point. So SNL, should we just call it SN? <laughs> It's not really live anymore, I know, right? right? It's, it's, it, which is interesting because it originally was called Saturday Night. That's fascinating. Because uh, there was another show started at the same time called Saturday Night Live on ABC. What? Which was hosted by Howard Cosell and featured Bill Murray. What? Um, and it only lasted like 18 episodes and it got canceled. And then at that point, they had already established... That it was called. So that's why they say live from New York. It's Saturday night because technically the name of the show was Saturday night. That's wow. why they don't say it's Saturday night live. I have always wondered that. Yeah. Ugh. So there's a piece of trivia that you didn't know you wanted to know. But uh, so they've been doing uh, they've had the cast recording segments at home. And so this past week was the second week that they've done like that. It seems like they're getting more adept at it. And they had uh, a segment making fun of Soul Cycle trying to do classes from home. And did uh, you watch it? I did watch it. It was pretty funny. Tell me tell me all about it because I didn't get to watch it. It was just um, I mean, we've seen them do the Soul Cycle instructors before. And it was that just like but just like it was 
more edited together than last week's stuff. Oh, okay. You know, it, because if you think about it, like with all the skill sets that they have at SNL, they've never really had to do like quick edit type comedy, right? Because right? they're writing long form sketches, correct? Long ish form sketches, and and so I felt like the pacing was a lot better, and there was a lot, at least in this particular sketch, there was also a lot less of them like waiting for a laugh that never came because there's no audience, there. right? And so. It would bounce back and forth between all the different people as they're doing their versions of instructors. I think my favorite one is, I don't know what the performer's name was, but she was talking about her, her like catchphrase was eat, pray, pray. She's like, (laughs) she's like, that's right. I'm hot and religious. It's a trap. Uh, so I, but uh, yeah, I thought it, I, I thought it was it was a good one. So uh, if you want to check it out, it's up on YouTube, and there will be a link in the show notes or in the newsletter if you subscribe. Perfect. Then a couple quick celebrity sightings before we get to the end here. Martha Stewart has a Peloton and a tonal. I know, right? That's so cool. Yeah, I have something in common with Martha Stewart. It's well, pretty- just don't have the going to jail part in common. Yep, I'm done with the. Uh- <laughs> I'm done having things in common because I'll also never have a home like all the stuff that she creates. That would I wouldn't like that. Well, good because you're not getting it. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's why we're a good combo. It'd be like living in a magazine. I want it to look like that. I just can't. And, and if I'm going to pick a magazine to live in, just... it's not going to be that one. <laughs> it's going to be Wizard Magazine because mm. all the comic book stuff. What would you mm-hmm. think I meant? Well, I saw your face, so I know what, what you meant. <laughs> your mind is always in the gutter, honey. <laughs> And thank you. <laughs> and then we also discover that Weight Watchers CEO Mindy Grossman has a Peloton. Yes. Awesome. And Seems it, and fitting. It does. Yeah. It does. She works out and she's right. eating well. Yeah. So it's a good combo. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, Diplo, I guess I'm saying that right. I think you are. Has a Peloton. And, and you said he's a DJ? He's a DJ. Like a not a caller ten wins tickets to Fog Hat, but <laughs> but a wicka 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 DJ, and he worked with uh, MIA oh. on Paper Planes. Oh, very cool! I think they won a Grammy for that. He's done a lot of other stuff too, and he yeah. was in like a some sort of group with that Mark R- Ronson, the, yeah, the guy who did the song that everybody thinks is Bruno Mars. Yeah. I mean, it is Bruno Mars, but it's Mark Ronson with Bruno Mars. Right. But everybody's like, it's a Bruno Mars song, right? But uh, but yeah, so uh, apparently he has a Peloton as well. That's pretty cool. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. 
If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Well, there you go. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skypephone is Amy Wallace. Hey, Amy, how's it going? It's going pretty well for sheltering in place. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i a writer, so I spend most of my days at home anyway, but this don't, is... Don't rub it in. This is completely <laughs> different, though. My husband's here working in the other room, so but now we're both here, which has changed up the rhythm a little bit, but... Yeah. What does he do? He has his own investment company and he he, is small and he has like 12 people who work with him, but still they were, you know, we live in Los Angeles, so we're, uh, everybody's been told to head home. So that's where we are. We're all at and everybody's Ah. sheltering in place. We had a cocktail party with friends the other day on Skype. That's great. Everybody's doing their best to be creative, but it's, it's kind of a weird mood as I'm sure you're feeling too. Yeah, it, it like is, yeah. we live in a red state and they're very obstinate, so we're still tongue kissing at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, despite the fact that our county told us to stay home, we're we're both considered essential employees, so we get to keep going to work. So, yep, yep. yeah, good times. times, yeah. So, but, but uh, as scary as that is for us, all I can think about is your husband and how scary it must be to be an investment. <laughs> an investment. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. Been, he's, I mean, he's a very positive person, but he, you know, it's been a tough, bumpy road even before these past couple of weeks. So, yeah, we're, we're doing our best to be positive, which I guess is the perfect sort of tee up for the topic yes of the yes it is <laughs> totally <laughs> and and speaking of that how did you originally find peloton well i have always you know i've done you know soul cycle classes every once in a while and the friends of mine who are devotees were always in the best shape of anyone i had ever seen so <laughs> i was <laughs> admiring of that but i could never really make myself go so when i realized that uh there was a way to do it in your house and just have it there. And I, you know, I've already admitted that I'm often in my house, which might make you think 
that I would want to get out of my house, which I do. I do go and work out at a gym with a trainer who I've worked out with for like 10 years, but, but I needed more cardio and I just was intrigued. And, but I'm a very new member. Like I will get to like, I know one of the questions you want to ask me is how I came up with my code name or leaderboard name. Phraseology. And I, such a lame leaderboard name because I didn't quite understand that other people were going to see it or read it or that I was, <laughs> that I was hoping that Robin Arzon would someday scream my name. So it's just, it's literally my initials. It's so boring. <laughs> well, here's, here's the good news. You can change it anytime you want. Yes. Well, so somebody, uh, like after the story, which we're about to talk about, ran, I joined a bunch of, Peloton Facebook groups and posted it because I thought, you know, this is a community that will like this. And people were like, what's your leaderboard name? And I, and I was like, well, sorry, it's really boring. <laughs> and <laughs> they were like, no, no, you can change it. But so now I'm having anxiety about what the perfect one should be in the song. <laughs> but Crystal struggled with the, the same I thing. Totally so she I totally did. I totally did. Because she had a different one before. Like hers now is Clip Out Crystal, which seems very obvious, right? But but, but it, I didn't start there. And and until <laughs> we had the podcast, and then I was like, you should change it to Clip Out Crystal. Yeah. And then she did. And then, of yeah. course, the the rest is history. Of course. <laughs> like, it's, it's like how the... The what was it, how the silver beetles became the beetles, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> well, so if I change it now that I have all of six friends or whatever they're called, will they still yep. be my friends, or will if I yep. have a new name, will I have to start all over? No, they come with you. Okay. Uh, the only the Thanks. only thing is they may not recognize you. Right. <laughs> so you might want to tell those you might want to tell those six people <laughs> or however many friends you have following you that that's what you did, so that when they see you on their their leaderboard, they're not like. Wait, who is that? Who am I? I didn't know I was friends with that person. <laughs> right. Who is that sexy mama 12,000 or whatever? <laughs> exactly. Although and, you might pick up a whole line of new followers. Yeah. Exactly. That's the goal, isn't that. it? Yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's great though because you can change it. Now the only since you're new to Peloton, I will tell you a story that we that Tom and I know about because we've been in the community a long time. But long time ago, there was somebody there, there used to be a what everybody would do when you were celebrating a milestone is a tradition. And and everyone you were riding with would change their leaderboard name temporarily to your leaderboard oh. name to like be like, hi, so and so. So they could you know cheer you Solidarity. on. Yeah. But the thing is that one time somebody did that and they were, they lost their leaderboard name. Like it was, it, somebody snagged it while they were on the ride. So, so if you're going to change it, have a plan, which you're going to change it to, and that you're either create an entirely do a new root profile for it or immediately change it back. Like you, you have to be all in once you decide that's your name. I get it. Okay. That's good advice. That's okay. good. So now when they're trying to show solidarity, they all change their name to Lequalessa. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's a, that's a very dated political reference. There's okay. like three people laughing right now. But some of these I just do for me. <laughs> that was one of them. Yes. Yes, it was. It was nice of you to laugh politely, though. Well, I laughed because the word was just so unexpected, you know? <laughs> I actually got it, but that's because I'm old and. <laughs> I was like, oh, Solidarnosk. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Still nothing. I'll be looking all of this up after yes. the episode. She will, she will spend the rest of the evening on the Wikipedia. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. So, so we, I know that I'm going to jump around a little bit here. So we got to tell everybody about this article that you wrote. You, you wrote all about a recent class that you took with Robin, which, which as far as I could tell was the very first class at the new studio. And I would like to know what inspired you to write about that. Well, actually, a lot of the quotes from Robin in that piece, and this is a piece just so everybody knows that ran on medium.com, which is a platform that allows everybody to write, but it, there are several different sort of channels. And I wrote for what's called Gen, G-E-N. And it basically focuses on culture and politics. And I proposed to my editor that I was a new Peloton subscriber and that I was really struck by the lead instructor, Robin's positivity. And now that we're all in lockdown, basically, although I guess technically we're not in lockdown, but it feels like we are. I had started going back in time and looking at and writing, but also watching, even when I wasn't writing, her earlier rides. And there was so much in what she was saying, even before coronavirus was a thing, that was so completely applicable to where we are in this moment. So I proposed to him that I would sort of do a sampler or a mashup of in her own voice kind of idea. And so that's what we started. That was the, the idea of the piece, which is, I think, titled, you know, how Peloton's head instructor powered me through the pandemic. And that was the sort of initial thing. Then I, I got in touch with Peloton and was asking them, like, can I get some sales numbers from you? And, and have you been having, cause I've, I've been seeing on Twitter, that people were joking, you know, the revenge of the Peloton wife. You know, there was that ad <laughs> right. in December, yeah. and I'm sure you maybe have even done a podcast about it. But the, <laughs> everybody was like, oh, it's so awful she got that for Christmas. Well, I got mine for Christmas, and I'm thrilled that I did. And people <laughs> have been have been on Twitter saying, like, was, guess it wasn't such an insensitive uh, gift now. It just looks pretty like – we would all kill for exercise bikes in our home. So I started out, so I get in touch with Peloton. I'm like, can you tell me your sales numbers? Have they gone up? They're like, no, we can't because we're a private company. Sorry. But we are free. We've made all of our stuff free, all of our programming free for the next three months. Well, so then I saw a different way of going about the story. So it's still basically the same idea, but the, but the, what I'm encouraging people to do is get on their laptops and sign on to Peloton. And like Robin will help you whether you can get on a bike or not. She's so, <laughs> she's so positive. She's so can do. She so has overcome her own struggles. So that was sort of the joke of the piece, even though I actually do ride with her that you didn't even have to ride with her. You didn't have to have any equipment that was expensive. You could just listen to her voice, look at her face. Like I joke that her smile is bigger than her head. You know, she's, <laughs> she's like, I mean, I always thought with Peloton that they, 
trainers, like any trainer, would be physically inspiring. And I do understand since I work out with a trainer in a gym normally, although I don't do that now since all the gyms are closed, but I understand the sort of psychic, you know, you can do it kind of stuff, attaboy kind of feedback. But what I wasn't fully prepared for with the Peloton experience, and I didn't really get until I started doing it, was the community part of it. And man, when you're locked down in your house or apartment, in my case, that you are hungry for that. And that, yes, that, I guess I might have not scoffed at, but I might have been like, yeah, whatever. I just want the exercise. Now I am completely <laughs> into it. <laughs> That's why, even though I only have six followers or whatever they're called, I don't want to lose any of them. You know? <laughs> I would like to stay with my lame name. If, if, I, if you told me I was going to lose them, I wouldn't want to. So that's kind of the, I mean, so then of course I went way down the rabbit hole of Robin Arzon. So not only has she written a book already about running called Shut Up and Run, but she, and in the, in her book, she tells this story, which has been in other profiles of her about how when she was 20 something and she was in college at NYU and she was out one night, I think it was a nighttime experience and the bar that she was in a guy, a crazy guy came in with weapons and a machete and took the entire bar hostage and doused them all with lighter fluid and had a lighter and took them all hostage. And at some point when he was negotiating with police, who's the person that he grabbed to use as a human shield? Robin Arzon. And he was threatening her with a gun and with a lighter because she was doused in lighter fluid. I mean, you can't make this up. It's like, what? You know? And, she survived that. I mean, so the person I'm looking at who's being positive beyond my wildest dreams, even before coronavirus, positive, 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 always positive. You can do it, learn from it, grow from it, all of that stuff has actually been through that experience. Then she was a corporate lawyer for seven years, which I'm not going to compare to being taken hostage, but it sounds kind of, uh, you know, difficult. <laughs> there, are some, there are some parallels. Yeah. yeah. There's some parallels, things. perhaps. I, I don't want to just the lawyers in the, in the audience, but... Um, or the crime victims. Yeah. And then, and, and then, like, a few years ago, she was diagnosed as type 1 diabetes. She has diabetes. So she, the woman isn't messing around. You, you know, to look at her, you would think, well, it's easy to be positive. You look like you. But in fact, she's had some stuff to deal with. And the woman glows with positivity. So basically, my piece was an ode to Robin. I mean, that was just (laughs) basically the deal. And like pointing out how even before coronavirus, some of the stuff she said really helps us now during coronavirus. I mean, it really will help you. And that was sort of the... (laughs) <laughs> the conceit, if you will. Um, so I'm, I'm picking up on that. Maybe Robin is your favorite instructor. Well, I, I'll admit, I, I thought about it as I was looking at your questions beforehand. I was thinking, oh, they're going to ask me what other other teachers. <laughs> but I'm going to have to admit that I'm basically as lame in the teacher department as I am in the in, in the no in the no name, leaderboard name department. Um, I have tried a couple of other teachers. I like I like Emma Lovewell. 
Yeah. And I was going to do one today with another teacher whose name I forget who was going to do a 90s hip hop ride. And then I got an email from an editor. And so I didn't do it. But I'm still <laughs> I'm still completely learning the landscape. Like I found my one lady that I love and, and I kind and- of stuck to, stuck to her so far. That's the way it is with Peloton. Like you, you go one of two ways right out of the gate and then you flip flop usually in a few months. And so you either do exactly what you did where you latch onto somebody immediately. And then after a while, you start branching out and, you know, test out the waters with some of the other instructors or you can't find anybody that you immediately gel with. So you try all of the instructors before you find two or three that you absolutely love. And then there's like usually four to five that you really enjoy, but like there's usually a very core group of whatever. And based on the fact that you like Robin, I'm going to guess that you also would really like Ali Ali, uh, Love because it tends to be, and it is just a very, like just if there was a curve, people who love, love, love Robin also really, really love Ali. Yeah, so I was going to ask her you, like, given my preferences, can you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she can. She's like a <laughs> she's, dating app for. Yeah, she, she's like a human Peloton. Facebook. She's like a human Facebook quiz. Like, which Peloton instructor are you? And she'll take your data points and. Then... Well, yeah, and you I also did, would... when I was doing Emma Lovewell, I was like. Oh, I really like her. She's pretty too. Oh, she's really fit. Oh, this is yeah. great, great music. She's, she's not doing exactly like Robin would, though. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I get over Robin and just enjoy the moment. But I, but, I, uh, I can't I, get over Robin yet. I'm very... I don't, I don't think you should rush it. I think you should enjoy that as long as, as it feels right. And when it's time, you'll naturally start edging out to other instructors because it's different for, for everybody that length of time. But if you're finding what you need there, there's thousands of Robin rides. So just enjoy them. You know, (laughs) that's the point I made in the piece. It's like, look, she's been teaching for six straight years. So (laughs) there's lots of material. If you need to get your Robin on, there's lots to choose from. Exactly. Exactly. And I would say later when you are, when you do feel like you're ready to branch out, then I wouldn't, I would encourage you to try each instructor, even if it's short rides, uh, try each of them a couple of times because it's very different once you found the one that you like gel with immediately. You kind of have to, the rest of them never quite stack up to the first one that you fell in love with. Right. So you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. just try it out a couple of times before so you So who is yours? Decide. Who is your initial love? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> she hates. She hates I, to say, like, pick a favorite. <laughs> I feel so guilty about the other instructors. I think everybody has probably guessed at this point that that listens on a regular basis. That I would say, I would say, Jen Sherman is my my like the Your one go-to. who who like really roped me in because uh-huh. I don't care what kind of day I'm having. That woman can make me smile. It's uh. It's completely different from Robin, but I get the same emotion that you get when you take a Robin ride. The things that you're saying, like, like Jen Sherman will say things, you know, like she knows everybody riding in her front row. She knows every name on the leaderboard. You know, she remembers them. She remembers their stories. I feel, I feel seen by her uh-huh. in a way that, that some of the other instructors, like, I think Robin is amazing. I think she's one of the most, uh, interesting and totally badass people in the world but i don't think that like we have a connection in the same way i feel like i have a connection with jen sherman if that makes sense well i'm sure they're very smart about this like we're all different and we all want different things in our you know 
in our trainers. Like I tend to like somebody who's kind of yelling at me a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, bad bitches to get out of bed earlier than that, you know, like that kind yeah. of, I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> and and I will say there are times that, that Robin is the only person that can kind of scratch that itch for me. Like she did, uh, I have a tread too, and I did the, um, oh gosh, it was before the New York City Marathon this year. She had a class that was like, uh, kind of like if you took the, if you actually ran in the New York City Marathon, this is kind of what it would be like. It was like supposed to be like your last kind of run as you were tapering, getting ready for the actual marathon. And um it was so motivating. And the way that she described it, like I felt like I was there. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm going to sign up for the marathon. I mean, I didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> but I had this moment of like, I could actually do that. And uh it's, she has that way of bringing it out of people. So like, I agree with you. There's all these different instructors. They have all these different traits. You know, it's fascinating because like, uh, you know, Jess King is like a party on the bike. You know, she's like all about dance and she's all about movement and just being free. And that speaks to some people. And the same with Cody uh, Rigsby. He's kind of more in that like freedom of just like, let it go. We're just on the bike to have fun. Uh -huh. And then you have like Matt Wilpers on the other end, who's like super focused on the training and Christine D'Ercole. They're very focused on like, here are the numbers. And it's here's all what math. Yeah. It's like, we're going to be on this very specific path today. And, and that there's days that I need that too. So it's, that's why eventually you should try all of them. But uh -huh. I still say stick with Robin until you're done. Till I'm you know. done with her and I want to move on. about Robin that I just can't even almost believe, but it it's been reported. So I'm going to believe it for the moment is she ran five mar marathons over five consecutive days. Yeah. Yeah. That That's she has talked about that. Crazy, yeah. Crazy. Yes. Yes, it like, is. Like literally crazy. She should seek professional help. <laughs> yeah, like, and almost. Yeah. <laughs> Except she seems to enjoy it so much that I guess it wasn't so awful for her. But yeah, but yeah, that's a lot of mileage. I want to love any exercise that much, but I'm not there. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like yeah. I like movement, but not enough to do that. Mm -mm. I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. oh, so were you pretty active before you got the Peloton or were you just kind of like doing whatever felt like you should do or how, how did that I was work? Pretty active. I'm pretty diligent. I, I mean, I'm a big kind of, I have had this relationship with my gym trainer for years. And so, and, and because I'm a, a, I write from home, I really value that, that the structure that those sessions give me. So like I make an appointment, I keep it, you know? Yes. Um, yes. And I've been doing that like three times a week on good weeks. So, Oh, that's great. So that's pretty, that's, and then I try to do cardio and I don't do enough of it, you know, like a normal human. Yeah. Uh, I, I was the opposite. I love cardio. Cardio is easy for me. Like doing strength has not come easy to me. So good for you for doing it the other way around. Cause you'll live longer. <laughs> it's proven. <laughs> I tell you, I don't really understand that weight bearing exercise thing. I remember going to a, a PT person uh, for, uh, I hurt myself. This is years ago, I hurt myself skiing. And the guy said, I was 38 at the time. He said, so what exercises did you do to get ready to go skiing? And I was like, uh, <laughs> what, what now? I, I don't know. Like I run sometimes and he was like, yeah, yeah. But what exercises do you do to like, like weight bearing exercises? And I was like, well, 
isn't running weight bearing. I mean, yeah. I weigh, I weigh something and I have mass weight. He's like, no. And he just basically rolled his eyes at me. Like, are you insane? You just went out and hurtled your body down a mountain with snow on it with absolutely no preparation. <laughs> I mean, I just skied before, but it had been, you know, six months or something since yeah. I got last skied. He was like, you need to be doing, you know, crunches and, and squats and blah, 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 blah. And it basically my own ignorance was thrown in my face about what conditioning actually was. <laughs> well, I, I would say most people do it the way you did it with, which is, you know, you see skiing as like, I know it's not relaxing, but like as a, as a sport you do on vacation. Well, not, gravity does all the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like no, control. It's friendly. It's, yeah, it's controlled falling. Right. Right. Like, and I know it's hard work. Strenu- you know, yeah. there's a lot of strain so that goes with it, but I just, I don't think people think of it like I'm going to go uh, skiing in a couple months. I better prep. I just, I'd never heard people say I, that. I never, and I certainly had never, I thought, well, I ski. I know how to ski. I mean, I wasn't a great skier, but like, I know how to ski, so I don't need to prepare. So I, I like, I've tried to be active always, but I've got to say in this past two weeks or so, I've been on that Peloton bike every day and it's, it really feels great. Like I'm totally, I'm, I'm a convert for sure. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. And I tell Tom all the time that like, if I didn't, if I didn't have the ability to exercise in this house, I would be in real trouble because it it does keep me sane. It's the one time a day my brain shuts off. Yeah. And so it's very yeah. important. And I also tell her all the time that if she didn't have that in this house, <laughs> she would be insane. <laughs> and so would you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Having somebody around who really knows you. It sounds like you guys yeah. know each other pretty well. Yeah, we've met a time or two. <laughs> so... How how did you get into writing? How did you fall into all that? I, like in college, I interned at different places and I was kind of a shy person. In high school, we moved a lot. So I was always like the new kid. And something about the idea of if you have an assignment to go interview somebody, then it's not just you like having to be brave and go meet someone. It's like you have an assignment. It's not you. It's the assignment. Yeah. There's like a predetermined topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. So I just kept going. I started working at newspapers and worked at newspapers for many years and then wanted to learn how to be a magazine writer and write longer. So then I started writing magazine pieces and then that led to being approached to basically ghostwrite a book, although my name was on it. So technically, I guess it wasn't a ghost experience, but <laughs> I, I co-wrote the book of the one of the founders of Pixar, the animation company. Um, Ed Catmull is his name, and he wrote a book called Creativity Inc. with me. And that turned out well and sold a lot of copies. So now I'm basically finishing um, a very different book, but a, a, another ghostwriting situation of the former CEO of General Electric, which is, you know, as far as it could be from Pixar, but right. <laughs> people who want to write their own books and have a lot of ideas and either don't have the time to do it or don't know exactly how they would write a whole chapter of a book or whatever, hire people like me. And there are lots of us. I have a quick question about ghostwriting. Yeah. So sometimes a ghostwriter's name ends up on the cover and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm just curious what goes into that decision and... 
Do you, does that mean the ghostwriter got paid more or less if their name is on the cover? Are they like, we'll pay you with accolades? Your name's on the cover. Or I'm just always curious as to how, how that gets wrestled out. Well, it's interesting. I don't think anybody gets paid more or less to have their name on or off. I think it's kind of moved into a tradition now where, and I just am telling you this anecdotally from reading books. Sure. But like, the tradition seems to be now if the ghostwriter's name isn't on the cover, and it often isn't with high profile, like with people who, like Michelle Obama, the woman who she worked with, her name is not on the cover. And it wouldn't make sense because it's Michelle Obama's face on the cover. And it's it's like to have another name would clutter it up sort of almost gotcha. graphically, I think. Right. So what typically happens is if you flip to the back and look in the acknowledgments, one of the first people thanked is generally the writer who was worked with. And that's true of like the Nike Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog. The person who wrote the book is not on the cover, but he's prominently thanked in the acknowledgments. And it's just become kind of a tradition that that's how the credit is given. And for those of us who do the writing, the ghostwriting job or the collaborative writing job, if you want to say it that way, which is probably more accurate. Sure. Like the only people we need to know who wrote it, we don't need the the average book buyer to know. We need right. the people who are going to hire us. Hire the next, next ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody knows. Like the the agents know and the and the, you know it's it's kind of obvious. So it's not like it's any skin off our nose if our name is on or off off. Yeah, that, that's what I've kind of come to figure out in my vast experience doing this with two books, but it kind of doesn't matter whether your name is on or off. And I like the way, it, particularly if you're writing a book that's called something like my life by Joe right. Schmo, it looks weird to have it be like by Joe Schmo and Amy Schmo, you know, yeah. there's only right. one life that's being written about, but that's changed over time. Like it used to be that, I mean, either the, the writer, the ghostwriter wasn't mentioned at all ever anywhere or their name was on. And now there's this kind of compromise that has seemed to become the norm. Gotcha. So in those situations, do they, like, give you anecdotes and then you shape them? Do you try to, like, maintain their voice? How does that... Where does that line live? I can only speak to my process. I interview the person a lot. I transcribe it so I know I have the way they talk as well as the stories. And then I, I report around them. I, with their permission or usually with them getting in touch with the people for me. If there's a story I really like, I talk to four other people who know the story so I can tell it in the most rich way. So I, I report it out around them. So if there's a particular anecdote that we're, t- we're describing, there's more voices feeding into that story than just the person who's, whose name is on the book. So it's a pretty intensive process. And then there's a lot of collaboration going back and forth to make sure that the person you're working with feels like it's there. It's sounding like them. And so there are a lot of conversations like, well, I just wouldn't say it this way. Or, you know, I would never use that phrase. And then you change it because it is their voice, you know. Gotcha. Sorry. It's a very intimate. It's a very personal kind of exercise because they have to, it's their book. So they have to feel comfortable and proud of it and they're comfortable putting their name on it um totally yeah. how long is that process typically uh well both of the ones i've worked on have taken a couple of years 
Wow. Yeah, it's it's lengthy. Yeah. When you're first interviewing them, because uh, I, I I picture it as like there's a whole bunch of upfront interviews and then you kind of go back and touch base as you develop. So if that's off base, let me know. But no, that's if, exactly if, right. In the beginning, you're like, let's talk about everything, and then <laughs> I, then I go away and I try to piece it together, and then I'm like, I, I now I need to talk about this other thing because I I don't think I asked you about it enough. And oh, so yeah, it's it's an evolution. But in the beginning, you we, there's a lot of long interviews. You got to cast the net wide to figure out what's going to be interesting. Exactly. Exactly. And so how many hours do you think that you spend with those initial interviews? Oh, hundreds. Wow. I'm just I'm just thinking of like, because usually when you're interviewing somebody else, they usually both of you have a lot going on. And I just think of like, I work in the IT industry and I just think about like how hard it is to schedule those meetings. And so I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to picture scheduling these really long conversations that have these really in-depth, you know, and and probably sometimes emotional toll that it takes on you that you don't want to, like sometimes you might just want to be like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like this is exhausting. (laughs) No, I think that you can, my experience, and this is only learned by doing it, not by being, you know, smart going out of the gate, but like, like after about three hours, people start to babble. They're like, I, I just can't talk about, I can't summon <laughs> my memories for you anymore. So even if you're doing a couple of days in a row, you don't do it all day long because you're both, your brain is going to drip out your ear by the end of it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's, it's like a process. And then, and like when I say hundreds of hours, like we did a series of three hour conversations. So it wasn't like, Back to back, you know. Right. Um, you didn't spend two weeks in a locked in a room. Right. Right. I mean, it's a process. I've heard stories from other people who do this work. It's sometimes terrifying and like make your heart hurt kind of stories where <laughs> they start off on the assignment and what they really what they discover is that the person they're doing it with thinks, "Oh, I'm going to just talk to you for an hour, and you're going to write a book." <laughs> my voice. Yeah, and like, they're that's like, cute. Um, no, 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 no. I need like a hundred times that much time or 10 times that much time or whatever, just to get started. And the person's like, yeah, I'm kind of busy, but so just go write that book. <laughs> and, you know, so you have to, I mean, the person who, I mean, for all those listeners out there who might want to write a book with a collaborative, collaborative writer, you do need to be ready to spend, even though you're not the one slaving over the computer all the time, you need to be willing to spend a lot of time with the person. And that that's the advice that I give when I inter- have interviewed with people who are like, well, I'm considering several writers, you know, what advice would you give for me? And I'd say, well, whoever you hire to do this, you need to feel, you need to basically like them or, or feel yeah. comfortable in their presence because you're going to be not only spending a lot of time with them, but they're going to be asking you a lot of nosy questions and to make the you know, the statements in the book feel authentic. We have to really dig in. So you got to kind of like the person who's going to be asking you, you know, when you were really stressed out, when you say it was a stressful time, I'm going to say, so were you fighting with your wife? Were you eating too much? Were you having trouble sleeping? I'm going to be pushing it. And so you better just sort of enjoy the process of talking (laughs) to the person if you can or don't do it. (laughs) Right. I, I was as you were describing the as you were describing the process. I was like, man, I feel sorry for the ghostwriter that gets involved in that, and then turns out like the dude's a dick, right? 
that not, would be terrible. Oh, I've, heard, I've heard some horror stories. Definitely. Yeah, because um, now you're like married to a dick. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Yeah, and that's, that, that's and that no, dick, I've heard, and I've heard even more horror stories of like people who cancel their books in the middle because they don't like the process, and then the writers uh, just have the you know all uh, the time. Like, no you way! Like they wouldn't get paid no matter what. In but that she's situation? saying that the time's gone. Like yeah. if you spent six months on it, and yeah. now yeah. that's oh, okay, I get heard that one six bad months. Story. Ugh, it's making my stomach hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where the person had really put a lot of time into, they've been writing it. They weren't just doing the interviews. They were in the middle of writing, and then the person said, "You know what? Actually, I don't really want to do this book after all. <laughs> oh. Awful." So yeah, yeah. You got to hopefully pick people to work with. I mean, this is true in all. All walks sure. of life. Yeah, I mean, I have fr- friends who like our our mantra is that don't work with assholes, and that's you know, like if you can afford it, work with people you like. If, if you can avoid working with people you don't like, don't work with them. Not, true not everybody fields. can make that choice, <laughs> but it's a good sort of watchword if you can try for it. Yeah. So you said you were a magazine writer. That that was you know. The, you did that for a long time and how does that work now in the age of the internet and print publications struggling so much well I mean print publications are definitely struggling and everybody's trying to have an online presence um, basically the publication although it's digital that I wrote the Robin Arzon piece for on medium it's called Jen and and it's attempting to basically be an online magazine and and, and is pulling it off. But then you got to get advertising revenue there as well. So like, or, or subscription revenue. So it's all a monetization question, obviously. Um, like any digital uh, disruption situation. Um, I wrote for many years for GQ. I was uh, on contract for GQ. Um, and I, I still will write for them, but they've changed up their, they don't have contracts anymore. You know, there's just a lot of sort of morphing of the business right now in terms of, how people are going about making cobbling together their living. I mean, it's funny now that we're all in our homes in California, you know, I do do something that I can do from my house. I mean, I prefer to do it. Like I prefer to go out into the world to report my stories and not just sit here, (laughs) but I'm fortunate. I mean, so many people either don't have, are, are at home and aren't getting any income at all or, are having to go out because their job has to be done out in the world and are risking getting sick. So, you know, I'm not complaining. I feel very lucky that I can, I can still eke out a living without leaving my house at the moment. Although of course we're all hoping this is very temporary, but, but definitely my business is going through a lot of transition. That's for sure. That's part of why I'm doing the books because I'm using my toolbox in a lot of different ways. That's, that's sort of my goal. And I would think that's probably more long form. Like, a, I would think a magazine article is like a much shorter period of time of, you know, to have yeah. a job as opposed to a book. Is that accurate? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had magazine pieces I've worked on off and on for more than a year, but that's the rare except that. And particularly when I used to interview a lot of famous people for GQ. I mean, I did a lot of different kinds of stories, crime stories, you know, all kinds of stories, but but I did also interview famous people, and those are pretty what journalists would call quick hits in the sense that you go, you interview them, you interview people who know them, you talk to the director of the movie, you talk to somebody about the album, whatever, you write the story. So you do it in a pretty contained space. But 
either other stories, like the one that I worked on, one crime story I worked on, like most, one of my most recent stories for GQ was all about a, uh, a ring of smash and grab robbers, smash and grab robbers run into jewelry stores or watch stores with sledgehammers, um, oh. and smash the cases, grab the merchandise and run back out often within a minute. Mm. Um, and there was a ring in Southern California that were targeting Rolex stores, all kinds of watch stores, but particularly they wanted Rolexes. And I started off reporting the story, but I had to wait for the trials to happen for all the guys. And so oh. over time I followed the trials and at the end I wrote the story because now I knew what, what had happened. But so that took a long time. I wasn't working on it the entire time, but it, it took off and on like, over like almost two years. Uh, So yeah, let's see, you got to have a mixture of like quicker things and longer things if you're going to piece together a career. Um, So when, when you're working on a story that long, I'm just curious, like, does the publication say like, yeah, we're really interested in this. You're going to get paid. Let's follow it through the end. Or are you just kind of like crossing your fingers and rolling the dice? Well, if you're a complete and total freelancer, you're kind of, you've, Go on to the publication. They say they're interested, but you're kind of, you don't get paid till it runs. Right. Um, and in that case, I was on contract with GQ. All that meant was they contracted with me for, for a year for a certain number of words. And they had agreed that I would write a certain number of words for them in that year. And they paid me. It's just down in the weeds of <laughs> freelance <laughs> life, but they paid totally. me first of the month for 12 months presuming that I was going to make that amount of words, which I always did. I, I was on gotcha. contract with them for eight years. So so the nice thing for a freelancer about that is it just gives you regular money as sure. opposed to yeah. waiting until the end. So you you get, you kind of, they trust you. They know you're going to make your numbers. So you get paid regularly instead of, you know, later. I um, just keep thinking as you're talking, you must be very patient. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can't imagine going through the process that you do uh, because I, I think I'm too impatient for any of the things that you're talking about. I, I think it's great. Like, I just don't have a brain for it. Well, it's you know? funny. That's part of the reason that it's fun to write for a, an online magazine like Jen, where, you know, so I work on things that sometimes take more than two years, but I also work on things that take two days. So, you know, when I got the idea about Robin Arzon, I was moved to write it in the moment. I completely immersed myself in a lot of her programming and like, and, and transcribed little bits of it that I liked and things that I thought really spoke to the moment. I wrote it, the editor edited it, and it was, it was out in the world. It was born. And, you know, so that's really satisfying. So you, I think the, the way to stay patient is to, <laughs> You have to be patient in one project that you're working on, but have other ones that you're also working on that give you a little bit more immediate satisfaction and feedback. Like, I I think at this point we're up to like 12,000 people read that piece, which is satisfying. Wow. It's not a, it's not a viral sensation. It didn't, it, it was really kind of super popular in the Peloton community. And I think sure. some other, other people were like, what, you know, <laughs> who is she, you know? But among the people who were already kind of converts, I think people were like, I mean, I got a lot of really nice notes from people on Facebook of like, this is exactly how I feel. This has been so helpful to me. Thank you for writing this. It summed up how I felt. You know, then I'm getting that feedback and that helps me in my little 
in my little hole that I'm in. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's (laughs) nice to be in community with those people, you know, and and to hear that something I worked hard on, even if only for a couple of days, you know, resonated with people. That, That helps. That helps. I feel like you feel like this is weird stuff, but like this, this is, is fascinating because <laughs> I've always I've, I've never known how that how this end of things work. We we know? read a lot. Yes. Like Tom and I both read a lot and both articles and books. And so uh, so, yeah, this is like we're totally geeking out over all yeah, of the this is outs. like how the sausage gets made. So. I yeah. love it. <laughs> totally. And I think it's something that the average person probably doesn't even think about. Yeah. You it's, know? it's just like like Tom used to work in uh, the radio industry and now he works in the concert industry. And so he will tell me these things all the time about radio that I had no idea or how concerts were. I'm like, I just show up and watch the music. I had no idea how f- how many concerts almost don't happen. Yeah, it's like fascinating. <laughs> just because like- <laughs> of personalities backstage. It, it comes close a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, I used to work another of my gigs was I was an editor at L.A. Magazine, which is like the city magazine, Los Angeles magazine. And the editor in chief, who's a good friend of mine, had this idea. It's all, all to this point where she was like, in the front of the magazine every month, we're going to put 10 things. I can't remember what we called it, whether it was 10 things we shouldn't tell you about this month's issue or 10 things there's no way you would have known. And it was all inside how the sausage got made stuff. Right. Like, ah. like, Number of times we had to call this person before they answered our question, or <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not even the best example. But the, the, every month in the front of the front of the book, as we called it, you know, there was a column, and people loved it. Like we thought it was just weird, irritating, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dumb details. But people were like, "Oh, I never never knew how that worked," or. Wait, you for that photo for the cover, you like actually had models that you had, (laughs) you know, and how did that work? And it was just a great idea of hers that we all executed every month that were every month right before we close the issue. There would be a call for, you know, things that would go into the column. People would be like, oh, I've got a good one, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and people and readers loved it. And like you, you think, well, this is just boring grinding minutia of how we get the magazine out every month, but people were kind of into it, you know? So I understand that <laughs> I, I'm into it when I'm learning about someone else's. It's just for my own. It's like, huh? Well, I, given your profession, I would hope. <laughs> Fair enough. It'd be kind of weird. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you started Pixar, whatever. <laughs> All right, you're a genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Ed, the Pixar guy, Ed Catmull, who whose book I wrote, he just won a touring prize, which is like a genius grant. It's like he's a computer programmer, so he invented 3D computer animation, basically. Not a lot. So, is is the touring prize related to the the touring test? I believe so. It's Alan Turing, T U R I N G. The Huh. There's a movie about him. Like he was like, I should know more about it. But he was a genius coder and yeah. Like I thought that the Turing test was like if you can create like a computer program that can present itself so organically that people don't realize they're interacting with a computer program. Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting. That, that, I thought that's what that was, and I'm I'm a nerd, but not off that much. But 
but I th- I thought that's what that was, but I'm not 100. percent So that sounds like it sounds like it would be for the same guy because it's yeah. it's like it's computer genius that gets rewarded. I'd never heard of the prize to be honest with you, but then of course it was it was in the newspaper that he won one, and, and another guy as well, another another Pixar founder had won one. And I was like, Ed, you're a genius. I knew it. <laughs> it's official. Yeah. Uh, I um. Yeah, I got. To, it, sometimes it's weird talking with people at that level. I interviewed uh, Pete Doctor once, who uh, was. Uh, I've interviewed guy, him. Yeah, he directed Up. Oh, and Monsters okay. Inc. And uh, now you got to put it in the level I get. Yeah, I got to like. <laughs> yeah, he, the movie he also there. wrote Inside Out and directed it. Um, oh, the one about yeah. all the emotions. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, and but, and he was great. But it's yeah. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, these guys are on a different plane. Yeah. Yeah. He apparently has. I may be getting this wrong, but I've heard Pete Doctor has like a a tree that grows through his house. Like I think his bedroom is in a tree or something. Like he created their home. He and his wife and their kids. They live in this kind of wackadoodle house. <laughs> and it I mean, and he's also like six. Eight. He's a huge guy, <laughs> huge yeah, he's tall t- person. Everybody's <laughs> tall to me, so I didn't notice. But yeah, no, he's there. The Pixar guys. I mean, for Ed's book, I I got to talk to a lot of the directors. Um, Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles, and um, Andrew Stanton, who did Bugs Life and Finding Dory, or what was the first one? But Finding Nemo. Dory is the sequel to. I'm forgetting. Um, Finding Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Thank you. Thank you. So. I got to talk to a lot of those guys, and they're really smart and creative. And I mean, that's the fun of what I do. I get to talk to a lot of cool people about what they do. Sounds like you guys are like that's kind of what turns you on about doing the podcast. Is you get to call people up and ask them questions. It's fun. Totally. You know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so like we talk about Peloton, but sometimes we go off in other tangents just because it's it's interesting to see the different types of people that. Then, yeah, because yeah. then then whenever you come, you know, you pull it back in to focus, right? You, it's all of these different people in the community who are all drawn to the same type of thing. I mean, the same things that you were saying about Robin, there's so many other people that love Peloton for the same reason, but we all got there a different way. And I yeah. just from a I just find that fascinating how we all are wired the same but different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, so- it's funny when i first heard about peloton and like okay so this is screen in your house and so then it's going to stream so it's basically recorded content but it's going to stream okay but as i said earlier like i didn't really buy that there would be community in that like to me it was yeah. just like watching netflix like i don't feel community right. with the other people watching netflix you know <laughs> right. um, but I'm getting it now. <laughs> it's it's so weird because uh, Tom and I have talked about this a number of times. Who would have thought that by like, I'm a very introverted person. I know you, you may not know that because I'm doing this podcast, but I am. And and I never I hated going to the gym and I hated interacting with other people because I was so self-conscious. I was I hated it. And so it's just so funny that now you know, three years later, it's like I, I talk to people all the time about it and I love talking to them about it and I love exercising. It's I talk to people so much more than I ever did before. It's uh-huh. just crazy. Uh-huh. Especially when most people get it 
specifically so they don't have to go be around other people. <laughs> yes. And it has the exact opposite result. You know? And we all got this bike that like we couldn't wait to have in our homes. And yet once a year, we all go to New York and get in a big party and, and hang out. Hang out. <laughs> it's so crazy. Tell me about that. What are you talking about? So I am talking about Peloton's homecoming, which they have once a year. This year it is canceled because, you know, the Rona, the Rona. Right. And uh, but normally it is the first weekend in May and they invite everybody to buy tickets. And there's a limited amount like uh, this year. It seemed to be right around 3000 people. And that's how many it was last year. Uh, and then you all go to New York and uh, you get to hang out and take classes together and go to giant parties together and meet the instructors and meet the instructors like it's disney world they all line people line up and take pictures with them all day it's absolutely fabulous and it is by far besides christmas my favorite weekend of the year (laughs) how many times have you gone this would have been our fourth time oh my god that's fantastic i love it i love it it's it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. We got to and interview so John Foley. Like, day. is there a hotel that they've blocked off for such a thing? And so everybody's yeah. staying in the same place or is everybody on their own to find where they stay? There is a huge mixture of of everything. But uh, they have this year they had two uh, hotels picked out. It was the Crown Plaza and then Even. And even. Um, uh-huh. And both of them were just a couple blocks from the new studio. And then uh, you could take one of those blocks and get one of those rooms or you could go off and get your own or there's people that do you know um brb they think that that's way better or airbnb excuse me so there's there's all kinds of different ways people do it and of course there's tons of people that live in new york that that go right and of course yeah they have easy access all the time so bastards <laughs> not that i'm bitter and jealous <laughs> not at all <laughs> but uh it is fabulous again i'm admitting that i'm a total newbie but like Oh, I see. There are people in the studio with her. Like, of course, now they're not. But, you know, right. wow, I right. see. And then, oh, wow, she seems to know those people. And then, yes. oh, well, she's talking about her front row. Like, you know, yes. it's like total, like, figuring it out piece by piece. <laughs> right. And and well, you would have no need to know any of that. You know, you haven't really gotten to that point. But at some point, you'll manage to, you'll be in New York for some other reason, or you'll go there just for that. And You'll pop into the studio out of curiosity, and then that will be a whole nother addiction. That you yeah, have. and there's no, like a hundred. Totally can see that. I can tell. You. And there's like a hundred and forty nine other episodes of this that you can educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, like you've already talked about this eighteen times on this podcast, but like, what's Peloton's relationship to the podcast? Like, are they into it? Do they like? Do they have you gotten feedback from Peloton? Are they? We do they have know about any- it? They they are really, really supportive. Um, They don't like do anything, quote unquote, special for us, which we like to point out to people because some people think that like we get all kinds of deals and stuff right. and we don't. Right. Um, yeah. But but they're supportive. Like we got to uh, interview John Foley a couple of years ago in like at the actual homecoming event, which was uh-huh. really cool. And then uh, last year they had a they had a booth set up for us, basically, that we had uh, people who listened to the podcast stop by and we did like mini interviews all day. Uh, so they find ways to kind of work us into what they're doing, but they don't like. We're not sponsored by right. them. Exactly. Like I get that. Yeah. I got the sense it was your own thing, but I just wondered yeah. how they react. They seem to they were love super it. Super friendly. I mean, a different situation, but they were super friendly and responsive to me. I mean, obviously, I told them I was going to write about my love affair with Robin. So yeah, <laughs> of course, it wasn't like a hostile uh, approach, but still. 
they couldn't have been more helpful, which I appreciated because I was on deadline. So it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. We were very nervous when we first started about how they would react to our existence. And they've been nothing but, but kind and, yeah. and open arms, you know, uh, about the whole thing. We got to do, uh, we got to go in and do an actual walkthrough of the old headquarter building, which was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and that was just really neat. That was probably one of my favorite moments that we've ever had with Peloton and, Employees have stopped us to tell us that they listen to the podcast because that's how they know what's going on with everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that there's, that there's so much that goes on and that, you know, it's, as it grows, it gets kind of compartmentalized that they're like, you're just kind of like an audio newsletter for what happened this week with our <laughs> company. And so we all kind of almost have to listen just to know what's up. <laughs> yeah, so, that's just cool. flattering. Do you yeah. know how many, uh, how many people listen to it every week? Well, I I say over the course of a month we get between forty and fifty thousand downloads. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. So it's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, it's grown. It's grown a lot, and it's it's it, uh fun. I feel like we could literally travel once the travel ban is lifted uh, <laughs> anywhere in the world and have people that I feel like we know from the podcast and from yeah. the Peloton community. And I, I love that. I feel like that's really special. Yeah, that is cool. We went, that's cool. We went to Alaska last summer and hung out, I, with, I hung out with a listener. And, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she, I had lost my reading glasses and she took me to a grocery store so I could buy another pair. Yep. Very nice. So See? that's how the, po- that's how they roll. Yes. That's, that's how the community how the rolls. Peloton community rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I know you alluded to your leaderboard name. Did you actually say what it was? Uh, it's just at the moment, although I'm open to suggestions, it's just <laughs> Amy WH because W-H. I'm Amy Wallace and then my, my married name is Harvey. So I'm Amy Wallace Harvey and it's just Amy WH. I know that's so lame, but I, I'm going <laughs> to get creative. I just can't. I feel like it needs to be like the great writer, Amy, or something. That's just, I can't. No, no. I have to like, but you know what? It's, you know, what's reminding me of is that when I turned 40, I was my friend and my oldest friend. I have a friend who I've known since we were both six years old. So my oldest friend and I, we decided we were going to get tattoos and we turned 40. And she turned 46 months earlier than I did. So she knew exactly what she was going to get. And she got a fleur de lis, like it's a stylized iris. There was right in the, on her back, blah, 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 blah. It was perfect because her, her mother loved irises. It had all this meaning. It was perfect. It was like graphic. It was, it was symmetrical. It was fantastic. She got it. I held her hand. And then it came my turn to do it, and I couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> I couldn't find, I couldn't find like the perfect image the single image that summed me up in one graphic way so i never did it oh, <laughs> now can i make a suggestion I can't do that with this i have to have but this is how that this is the same angst i'm feeling right now is about like well, I, I have, have a, to find the perfect leaderboard name and i don't know what it is so i i leave that to you maybe you can help me with that since you guys are veterans but i don't know if i can help you with that i have a suggestion for your tattoo <laughs> You should get, and you're going to think I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. You should get a question mark. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I interview people for a living? That's you interview, because you interview people for a living, and you don't know what to get. <laughs> and I don't know what to get. But doesn't it seem kind of wishy-washy and no. non-committal and bad? Like, I don't, I don't know. No, because it would be bad if you never did anything with right. any of it. But you're, like, making a living you off make of a it. Living. So I think That's you true. get to, you get to own it. Your questions. <laughs> yeah. 
We're just over here asking questions for free. So. Right. Nobody pays us to ask questions. <laughs> yes, true. I mean, compared to you, I guess I look pretty stylish. Not yes, no. <laughs> no, so. I uh, okay. I take that. I take that under advisement. The question. Yeah. The only problem is, is somebody might think you're the Riddler. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Isn't there yeah. a Batman character? I right. was like, which one is like, it? Yeah, the Riddler. Exactly. They're going to see you at the like the pool and be like, I think she came here to poison Gotham's water supply. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't trust this lady. So I guess don't change it, your leaderboard name before this airs and maybe a bunch of people. You should all go follow Amy WH. So she feels And welcome. she's in need of help because she's uh, new and awkward. So well, that. Amy, I am following you right now as we speak. I'm going on. I'm going to follow you. Okay. So it's, okay, it's happening. And I would, except I don't. Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. lazy so, and don't Let me get bike. this straight. So you are part of this <laughs> podcast, but you don't Peloton? Correct. Yes. And why is that? <laughs> why am I part of this podcast or why I don't, don't I Peloton? I get why you're part of the podcast because you're charming and I'm loving you. But I'm an attention whore. <laughs> you can say it. What's going on with the not using the equipment that is already in your house? That's I'm a great question. Lazy. <laughs> he hates he hates exercise. <laughs> and like, sweating. Yeah. And, and there and it's if you fun. listen to and you've been you've been like you've heard all of us talk about it. Don't doesn't it intrigue you? Doesn't it make you wanna Try it. Have you, you tried it? Think. No. No. Not He's good. never even sat on the bike. Why would I? Oh. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is what I deal with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, it's not the first time dealing with something like this, but I'm just so fascinated. You even have a treadmill in your house. You could like yeah. sit the bike and do the treadmill. And he's never walked on it. No, I stood on it once. You stood. You didn't walk. Because you were like, it's squishy. And I was like, oh, I'll stand on the squishy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's squishy. And, and that was, was it. Done. That's enough for me. Thanks. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. I'm good. You're not going to do the sausage making of your marriage, which is really right. what I came here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty much like this 99.9% .9 of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Except if we weren't recording, I would have made a joke about sausage. Oh, marriage. geez. Oh. No. <laughs> I kind of teed that up, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Like, it's, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess before we go, you should, uh, tell everybody, like, where they can find you if they, if you'd like to be found or anything else you would like to. Well, now let we've already know. outed my lame name. So they, if they're Peloton people, they will, they, they can find me that way. I have a website of all my, work basically so if anyone is like wants to go down that rabbit hole or has a lot of time on their hands because they're stuck in their house and want something to read you can look me up at www.amy-wallace.com and it's very impressive it is you have so much <laughs> oh, stuff out you. there oh, i was like it. whoa oh, no i'm serious like i was i pulled it up and i was like tom are you seeing this yeah. whoa we're like this lady's <laughs> never gonna email us back. i know why can you believe it oh my gosh email <laughs> you back and the next thing you know bing there she is yeah. sure, I was like, oh, it. there's an upside to quarantine <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I feel like we, we need to get a hold of a lot of people who are really right. bored right now. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Ellen. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your self-quarantine to join us. Yes. We thank greatly you. appreciate it. This has been great. Of course. It's been delightful. Thank you. And also thank you for uh, 
putting up with all of our very long-winded questions about your, your <laughs> bookmaking. That was absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I don't know who's going to want to hear that, but maybe there are lots of people. I don't know. I don't usually talk about it. So. <laughs> but, you know, most people don't. And I think you you explained a lot of things that people have probably never heard before. Agreed. So that in and of itself should be interesting. Exactly. I, I hope that it is. And I'm glad to make the time for you guys. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank and, you so much. And I'll be in touch with all the details of when everything uh, is going to post and all that good stuff. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Thank you again. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I guess that brings this one to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We have another great treat like we do every week. Uh, we are going to be talking to Gina Harney. Uh, you might remember uh, a few weeks ago, we talked in our, about an article that was on a blog and it, we called it Fitness Sista. And we found out we were wrong. We were very wrong. <laughs> Does that really surprise anybody? We can't pronounce anything. Touche. Um, so it's called Fitness Ista, which makes a lot more sense. It does. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> Gina Harney is the writer of this blog. And she has this amazing website. And we get to hear all about her journey and how much she loves Peloton. And it's going to be really cool. Awesome. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram or Twitter on the bike. And of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group, sign up for the newsletter at TheClipOut.com. And when you're on your bike or your tread, don't forget to use the hashtag The Clip Out. And your little new hashtag system service thing that they got. <laughs> they got a fancy name for that. Just hashtags. Hashtags. Well, it sounds weird to say use the hashtag on the hashtags. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Use the hashtag feature. Okay. <laughs> anyway, do that, will you? So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. 